Welcome to the Mixed Visions Podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Jules. And we created this platform to help give you clarity within the nine pillars of life. As you digest these episodes, keep an open mind and soak in the vibrations of each perspective that you hear. We will be speaking about different journeys, lessons, obstacles, and your ability to create autonomy. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Mixed Visions podcast. This is episode number 10. Today, Erica and I are joined by Imahi Graves. He is an entrepreneur in the Nashville area, and we're going to have a very insightful, very fun conversation today in regards to his profession, uh, his skill set, some of the things that he's involved in, and also his journey towards entrepreneurship. Um, I'm sure we're going to be able to find a lot of similarities between all of our stories uh, and also some differences that we'll be able to dive in and uh, discuss today. So I'm going to pass it over to Erica and she's going to give Amahi a very proper introduction. Amahi is a digital creator, drone pilot and photographer based in Nashville, Tennessee. Whether you're launching a new business, running low on fresh content or need a hand with managing your social media platforms, reach out to him on Instagram at Amahi the Creator. Let's create visions you only dream about. Amahi, tell us a little bit about yourself and the journey that you've taken to become a full-time photographer. I've always had a camera in my hand for a good bit of time. I want to say about starting at the age of 10, 10 and 12, I'm not sure what the age was and how it started was just filming my dad's basketball games. From there, I thought it was like always fun, but at the time it wasn't because I was forced into filming or my brother or filming basketball team at USN. That's kind of where it started. At the time I was going to Hillwood High School, this is the time period where they kind of like started switching over stuff. Like you could pick between a business type of lane, you could do a media type of lane, but I chose media. For the longest time, people always told me how cool my thought process was on how I do things, how I edit things, how I put things together. And from there, it just stuck in my brain and I pushed it away for a really long time and then thankfully this girl I don't know her name I think it's Erica or whatnot but she talked me into taking pictures myself so I got with a girl named Alondra and started taking pictures with her and then I kind of realized that it's not really the vision I've always like wanted so I decided to be behind the camera instead and it's probably like one of the best decisions I've made to do. I like that I like that um your love for it started early on. You said that you were filming your pops' basketball games. That's what like got you into it. So since that got you into it, it kind of sparked your interest. And like you said, sometimes you were doing it because you wanted to do it. Other times you were doing it because your brothers were asking you to do it. So it's kind of like a little bit of both. Did you have any other outside influence, like even just at a young age to like get you behind a camera? Like were you watching like music videos and you're like, oh man, seeing a director and you're like, oh, I like that and that's something that I want to do? No, not really. Because as I was like growing up, my whole thing was to make my own animated series. So make a Dragon Ball Z or make a Naruto or whatever case may be. So it's like I never really paid attention to it and it's not something I ever like seen myself doing. As time went on and I did get in high school and I did take those media classes, it was just a weird obsession on how nitpicky I am with things. I could watch movies and 
things like that. And I'm like, that's off. You know, it shouldn't be like that or it should be like this. And I've always done that, even without a mindset of being a creator of some sort. It just kind of went from there. It just kind of randomly popped up in my brain. It's just something I just decided I wanted to do. Would you say that photography and videography, at least right now, are like on equal playing fields for you? Or do you prefer one more than the other? Uh, I actually directed for the first time, I want to say on Saturday. And it was actually one of my best experience I've ever had. Just kind of actually directing something with super expensive equipment and things like that. That really got my mind like turning this. As time goes on that, I'll focus on more. But as of now, that leeway and everything that's got me into things that I've done now has been from photography. That's got my name out there, so to speak. So I want you to share, because we spoke about it offline, but I do want you to share with everybody just your journey to taking that entrepreneurship step. At least tell our listeners about, you know, what it was to get you to kind of just take that plunge and dive headfirst into entrepreneurship. I've always been an entrepreneur, so to speak. What started it all was a guy... Dang, I can't even think. That's sad. I can't even think of his name, but I'll probably think of it after this. But his studio is literally right up the street from here. It's called Impact Fitness. At the time, I wanted to be a personal trainer. And I wanted to open my own gym and all those things. He was the first person to guide me in a way to just be an entrepreneur, not necessarily create my own gym or anything like that. But he gave me books to read. And the first book that I'm sure a lot of people read is uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Reading that book was kind of that stepping stone in my life very shortly after reading that like I did some of the things that the book was telling me to do and a lot some of those things actually worked. and I remember junior year my first time like in the stock market I put a hundred dollars in a stock it was actually acorn if anyone's heard of that but that was the first thing I ever invested from and like my very first thing I won from it it was like two thousand dollars something like that nothing big but it, that's what like started it I dropped out school like two three weeks later went on all those journeys that I had then and landed a job that took a while, but I finally realized that I was literally gonna go nowhere. I made a ton of money, met a lot of people, really good salesperson, and it's just something that never fulfilled me. And I was there five years. You know, it just, it just sucks when you just don't have a fulfillment anymore. Like this doesn't excite you. Money doesn't excite you. There's nothing, it's just a void. You're just following emotion. So that's what caused me to finally say, fuck it and leave and I did that so here I am now hell yeah I think it's so important that you share that because we had similarities in our stories outside of being in a sales position but just not being fulfilled with what you're doing it's one of those things where even though we were excelling in the field at the end of the day we felt like shit because it didn't give anything back to us whereas you know you have your passion in media and different lanes of media you know we have our passions in health and fitness and mental health and all these things and when you start to think about it especially when you're devoting 40 hours even more time, 40 to 60 hours doing something for somebody else and obtaining their goals. And you might be good at it, but you're not having a fucking good time. And and then you still think in the back of your head, well, I have these passions and I have these skills and I'm sure I can leverage these in some way. Like you said, it just came to like that breaking point where you're like, hey, I can no longer do this. But I do know it sounded like your friend from Impact Fitness, it sounded like he was just kind of feeling like the space of like a mentor in a way. Yeah, like he just talked to me like a normal person. He didn't try to get me to do things. Like it was basically how I'm taught is, 
is you're gonna have to figure it out. And I'm grateful for people who forced me to learn that way. I knew that doing what I do now, it wouldn't have happened if I didn't just do it and figure it out. Cause I'm gonna have to fail. I'm gonna have to see what works, see what doesn't work. If not, then how would I ever know? And I at least deserve to find that out on my own, you know? Yeah, 100%. I feel like an entrepreneurship failure is synonymous with entrepreneurship is like you have to fail you have to try different shit shit that you wouldn't try and fail and learn right after that so no, i love that if you don't fail you won't grow how did you feel whenever you quit your nine to five job i know you just quit you were like fuck you guys <laughs> but how did you feel and how do you feel now since it's been a few weeks since you've quit your job it hadn't even been that long. <laughs> but uh, I felt so relieved because I'm a person that gets anxious a lot. I'm a Virgo. I overthink. I get super stressed out. And it was the frustration of knowing someone else has control what I'm doing in my life. And I don't like being told what to do. You, you know that I don't like being told what to do. And I am that type of person that no one in this world will tell me what to do. Having the feeling of no one being able to tell me what to do and I finally step up and accept myself and love myself how I need to and just leap forward was the best feeling I've ever had. What attracted you to videography and photography? I know that you said that you've done videos of your dad and also your brother, but whenever you did start doing it later on, what sparked that interest? I know that I suggested that you should do it because I noticed that you enjoyed it and you didn't realize it, but what really drew you into going all in with your business? Well, this is like a good and a, a bad. So there was a guy, not going to say any names or anything like that, but I was working with a up-and-coming company and... I was doing photography for them. Just realizing the amount of traction that I gave from just myself, that person probably wouldn't have accomplished without me, is really what gave me the confidence to say, I can do this, you know? And eventually people would tell me like, oh, your work's like super dope, like it's different, it's great. And just those, that positive feedback just assured me that I'm gonna be okay just keep doing what you're doing. And that's what really sparked it and said that I can do it. It was a fail, it, it definitely was a fail. Things happened for the other person, but it necessarily didn't happen for me. That's okay, you know, you pay your dues. Most people you come encounter with, and if, especially if it regards like business or whatever. Yeah, it, I, I would take it as an L. It was, it was an L for sure, but it did help me get to this point, I would say. And I feel like it probably taught you a lot to get to where you are now. And our next question is, what are your plans and intentions for the rest of the year? I know you have a lot of things happening, so give us some more info. <laughs> I have a lot. So my main thing is this year, I want to make sure that I have at least three streams of income. I consider my photography and videography as one entity. I want to have that full-on media company present by the end of the year. I also do wholesale. So if you ever get those calls from a guy just saying like, hey, want to buy your house? That's me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but that and I also sell my presets. So if you're ever looking to get that Amahi aesthetic, uh, which is a 90s look that I go for with a mixture of yellow tones and things like that. Those are my three, yeah, for my photos <laughs> accomplished this year. So I want you to dive into the wholesaling a little bit because I know some people that are involved in that. But also explain real quick because this might be a shorter answer. What are presets? 
What is that? For those that do not know, I I do edit on the side as well. So presets are things that it's it's basically a plug and play. So if you're uh, familiar with Lightroom or familiar with Lightroom Classic or Photoshop, it's kind of all the same concept. So my presets work with Lightroom, both uh, styles of Lightroom, and it's just a filter to just enhance your photos. So I'm assuming that we have other entrepreneurs that listen to the podcast. So what kind of person would benefit from, well, I mean, it's a filter, I guess. Anybody who just wants their shit to look better would benefit from it. But are there anybody in specific that like you say, let's say you do business with that, like they come to me for it? I mean, it would be cool to see a lot of photographers like try my presets out. The tones I use, I just like the the nostalgia it gives you, kind of like... I'm still one of those people who are still kind of stuck in the 90s. I prefer to be that way. So like a lot of my presets that I make, it's very retro-like. You have Kodaks, you have Polaroid type styles, you have very vintage cinematic look to things. So if that's what you're looking for on your social media or something you want to put on your website or anything like that, like it would be, it would just be cool to see people using those. But it doesn't have to be just be for photographers. That is the target. Uh, Anyone can use them. This is super simple to use okay all right cool that makes sense and then breakdown of your involvement and wholesaling because wholesaling is kind of hot right now because i'm assuming you're saying real estate wholesaling yeah yes yeah, it's pretty yeah. Hot. nashville's market is uh pretty interesting so a friend of mine he's been doing it for less than i want to say seven months and he's killing it like doing a really really good job and he's kind of talked me into doing so since then i've been working on that with him and trying to Trying to learn that whole process and get that going. Yeah, I got a I got a homeboy that's like really, well, I mean, he he's really deep into it and he, like he does really well. He's like built a whole team and everywhere. So I'll, I'll plug you in with him. Oh, perfect. So perfect. Chop it up for sure. Serious question: <laughs> What was the most pivotal moment in your life? I would say learning to be okay with me because without understanding of myself, I wouldn't be able to be who I am today. So that's what's. I would say that's the most pivotal moment, I guess. That's a bar. How did the uh, how did coming into an understanding? Because I'm I'm really big on this. Because I think the whole first year of entrepreneurship for myself, I just spent time figuring out who I am, how I'm gonna operate in business, how I feel like I should just operate in general, just everything. So how did a better understanding of self help you as you transitioned into becoming an entrepreneur? I had to learn to stop judging. The best way I can say do that is to start with yourself. I was a person who doubted a lot of the time, and it was a big problem that I have. Like, I would live in the past. I would just dwell on things. I know I shouldn't dwell on things. Like, in this whole journey, if you don't understand yourself, you're not gonna progress. You're not gonna go anywhere. And that sucks to say, but once you learn who you are, it's one of the best feelings ever. But to get me there was a lot of, I don't read, I listen to books, but uh, a few books in particular that has helped me through this journey would be The Secret, Four Agreements, The Fifth Agreements, some self-love books and things like that. I can't think of off the top of my head, but just listening to those things that it's coming from somewhere, not just you telling yourself, that that's what really helped me with my journey. And you gotta be around positive people I've learned that a lot, too, because I was kind of saying before, my job just, it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't anything. And everyone is stuck in the same bubble. Like you said, you just feel like it's that constant cycle all the time. I just wanted to get out of that because I want more. And I'm sure everyone else does, too. But it's, are you willing to accept what you're trying to do? Like, if you want to be a stripper, like, do, like, do your thing. Just 
if you have some invention that you think is super stupid, like you have to have the confidence to love whatever it is that you're trying to sell, but you also need to learn to love yourself first. If you can't do that, then it won't be successful. Like an example I can give you is, I started a swimwear line about three years ago and it was pretty successful. In my first year did almost over 500 sales my first year and built it up pretty well. But my thing was I wasn't passionate about it. I'm selling women's bikinis. So like what? There's no passion behind that. It's just something that was quick and easy. Find yourself, then you'll find your passion. You might not know it, but it will come to you in some way. Just like photography and all this stuff kind of came to me randomly. I never seen myself doing this, but once I learned to love, that's when everything just kind of changed for me boom that was a great answer i think it was really well said i was solid um i do want you to dive into the drone pilot okay i want you to dive into that tell us about being a drone pilot those to me they're toys but they're super fun uh and there's a lot that you can do with it like so for with my drones i'll do geofencing for people so for people that don't know it's kind of like the real estate so i can get an aerial view of the whole land for you i do cinematic shots with things pretty much anything it's just super fun to me and yeah for those people that are wanting more than their everyday life that they're doing or they already know what they want to do or have an idea of what they want to do what would be your advice for them to love themselves more figure themselves out more or something that you did that helped you discover what you were more interested in or what you wanted to go toward one would be to take a chance Believe in yourself and believe in yourself 100% of the time because that self-doubt is what's going to keep you where you are. Take time out for yourself too. I think that's a really big thing. We do live in a cycle every single day. You get up, you go to work, you go to sleep, you do it over and over again. We have this notion of always making excuses of why we can't do things, but we always blame it on things such as work. And like, I know conversations we've had, I've say like, I don't want to do things or whatever. And it's just because you're already so drained from the things you do in your normal life that you don't realize that take a toll on yourself. So the moment you can kind of realize that and take that time out for yourself to hit that reset all the time, that's the best way I can put it because I did that for myself talking to my general manager at the time and saying look I can't stay here all the time either like you let me go or you keep me here but it just has to be on my time I'm not saying to do that everyone cannot do that <laughs> no. I was fortunate enough to be able to have that and the time that I was able to have by myself you realize your flaws you realize your habits you realize literally just everything about you have to figure out yourself before you can move on. It's a long ride because usually it's not what you want to see, but you have to take it on and go from there. So take time out for yourself. Also put energy into things that give you joy and subtract the negative people around you. This is what I'm taking from it, by the way. I'm just over here talking. Yeah, I like how you said that. It's, it's, it's so much better. So whenever you are realizing that there's negative people around you or you're in a negative environment, do small things to change that or big things. And... Ask your manager if you can leave early. If not, <laughs> then don't do it because <laughs> we are not responsible if you get fired. So um, <laughs> this is our liability form right now. Like we are not <laughs> responsible. But also I feel like a big problem, even with myself, depending on how you were raised or things that have happened to you, it's hard to face yourself. And me and Julian have talked about like being honest with yourself because at the end of the day, the only person you have is yourself. If you aren't honest with yourself about what you need to change, 
then there's no growth from that. Even if it's, I bite my fingernails or something, you can do certain things that will distract you from that. Like people get a rubber band and smack their arm or something, anything like that. A lot of people, we're a fast-paced world. We won't slow down and look at ourselves and reflect on like, oh, I could do this better or really get past the shame of whatever they're feeling or judgment. And it's hard for them to really look at themselves. So take the time for yourself. Evaluate yourself. Journal. Okay. I'm here for it. <laughs> All right. So final question here. What would be one message that you would like to leave with the listeners for today? The biggest message I would say is the whole theme of this is just to love yourself. Without love between you and your enemies, your relationships, or whatever, you'll never, you'll never move forward. So take the time out for yourself. Be happy. It's okay to do whatever you want when you want. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's what you want, and that's okay. And you need to understand that because a lot of people don't. So we live a cycle of a dream that's not even real, not something that really doesn't matter. People's opinions don't matter, but your love does matter. That's what changes the world. <laughs> what is that, dude? He made the music so I haven't been saying anything. Shit. Yeah, you should, oh okay, my God. should leave that. Should leave that. <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> Amahi, thank you for chatting with us today and telling us about wholesale real estate, investments, piloting drones, <laughs> and photography and videography and presets and entrepreneurship. Thank you for sharing your journey with us and us entertaining you. Here we are. All right, housekeeping items before we wrap things up today. If you haven't already, make sure to follow the Mixed Visions podcast on Instagram at... Mixed Visions podcast, of course. <laughs> and uh, if you haven't, uh, feel free to share the show, share this episode with a friend, a uh, family member, anybody that you feel would benefit from hearing a little bit more about self-love and betting on yourself and sure. winning on that bet, for sure. Imahi, where can the people follow you? Have we already told them? Oh, that? no, no. Well, Imahi, the creator. Um, that is spelled E-M-A-J-I-I, and the creator. Um, same thing that goes for <laughs> my website. Uh, yeah. You can check me out. Thank you. Do you have anything else you want to leave them with? Self-love. One love, Bob Marley. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening and have a lovely day.